0: You're now listening to the Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and this is where we bring you the week's news in bite-sized portions. I'm now joined in studio by our head of news, Jerry Collison. Jerry, how are you getting on? Not too bad at all, Keen. Thank you for joining me this morning. You're very welcome. Uh, I see in the front page of this week's Limerick Post newspaper there's a story from David Rally. A uh, good few stories throughout the paper this week by David actually, but um, the one on the front page is
1: Limerick says thanks to its Garda heroes. Yeah, this is one that um, sort of evokes a, a less happy time in the in the city's history. It um, goes back to the mid-2000s um, when the city was ravaged by a murderous gangland feud that very few people will ever forget. And um, it relates to some of the guards that were involved that were at the very front line of uh, restoring some element of peace to the city. And one of those people would have been um, a man that retired as chief superintendent, uh, Jerry Mahan. And uh, during the, during the mid 2000s he, 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 or in the mid 80s, he was a, a sergeant in Limerick and uh, he um, tackled a man who uh, had a loaded shotgun. In uh, John Carew Park, this man actually aimed a shotgun at him. He was uh, on duty with two other guards, uh, Stephen Flaherty and uh, Sean Brennan. And um, they took after this character and um, eventually managed to to arrest him. But those three uh, had had been um, honoured for their uh, bravery um, by the um, awarding of Scott Medals. And um, there was a ceremony in the Henry Street Garda station last week, which was highlighting um, all 17 Gardaí who had been honoured for their courage and bravery over the years from the Limerick Garda division and um, among them, um, probably the most the most famous or infamous. Uh, incident would have related to um, that of Detective Garda Jerry McCabe and his partner Ben O'Sullivan. Um, now, Jerry McCabe was uh, was murdered by the IRA in a cash raid um, out in uh, Adair in 1996. They were on escort duty. Garda McCabe uh, received a posthumous Scott Medal, and um, Garda O'Sullivan actually, that, that was his second Scott Medal that he would have got uh, out of the Adair. Tragedy. Um, he already had a uh, Scott Medal for um, arresting a man who was terrorising people on the Children's Road with a loaded shotgun in 1992. Um, other people, uh, other Limerick-based um, Gardaí who were involved in, in, in uh, the Scott Medal Awards would have been former Assistant Commissioner Willie Keane who also would have been very prominent in the, in the fight against the gangland criminals. He received a Scott Medal for rescuing a mother and an 18-month-old child um, down in County Kerry in 1980, and now the woman's husband and five of their children were killed in that fire. Um, but thanks to um, Garda Keane's bravery, the, the mother and uh, the young child uh, were rescued. So that was, that was um, you know, at a time when, when, when guards seemed to be coming in for a lot of flack. This more or less reminds people of the fact that, you know, there are some really, really great and selfless people working in the force. And with some of the guards you mentioned there, we have a, a very different limerick now to what it could be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Limerick now is just so totally transformed. You know, there's such an air of life and expectation and everything out there. And there's opportunities now for people where there never were opportunities before. So, you know, it's thanks in the main to these people and to their bravery that uh, we are where we are. So um, going from
0: one Garda article to one where someone is looking for some help from Garda Siakana, we have a, a councillor who says he will not be intimidated by masked men attacking his home.
1: And that's a fairly big statement for, for a man who went through what he went through. It involves um, a new um, man on the uh, Limerick City and County Council, although he'd be well known in the, in the um, Patrick's Well locality, um, Fergus Kilcoyne. Uh, he's a non-party councillor but it had nothing to do or at least apparently nothing to do with his council activities when um, his uh, home was attacked by a gang of masked men last week Um, they smashed in windows in the family home but they really went to town on his car and that of his wife which was parked up outside the house and um, he reckons it was between 30,000 and 40,000 euro worth of damage done And looking from some of the photographs, you would actually say, yeah, the damage was fairly significant. Um, But the thing about it is, you know, he's quoted by David Raleigh as saying that this damage was done in about two minutes. Um, So you can imagine the severity of the attack. Now, as for motive neither he nor the guards uh, are any of the wiser there he's he's hoping that the guard can come up with something um you know to get to the bottom of it whereas the um the guards are are appealing for information now as you say he said he will not be intimidated but you know there's no doubt but that the man and his family have been fairly badly shook up by this and uh, of course he 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 got the support of his colleagues on the council and uh, hopefully there'll be some resolution there Yep, so those
0: stories are much more available in this week's Limerick Post newspaper and online
1: at limerickpost.e.
0: Gerry, thanks very much for joining us. You're very welcome. Joining me in studio now is our journalist, Bernie English. Bernie, how are you today?
2: I won't tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I told you five minutes ago, so I won't inflict yeah, it on our listeners. But,
0: uh, at least it's a bit warmer in here today. Uh, up with, uh, oh, it know,
2: is, up, yes, indeed. We've, we've had our heating fixed, which is amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> brilliant. Uh, Bernie, you have a couple of stories in this week's uh, post. Just a couple. (laughs) Uh, One of them there is uh, the late Jason Corbett's daughter uh, using her noodle to help others.
2: Yes, an amazing 13-year-old girl. Um, I mean, most of us would be very happy to have a book penned by the time we're 60. (laughs) Jason's daughter has, Jason Corbett's daughter, uh, Sarah Corbett Lynch, has uh, penned a book for children. Now, of course, Sarah was one of two children of Jason's who was orphaned when her um, father was murdered in North Carolina by, his, by, her, by her stepmother, Molly Martins, and Molly Martins' wife... Sorry, Molly Martins' father, Thomas. Um, and Sarah and her brother have been living in the care of Jason's sister, Tracy, and her husband, Dave, in Limerick for the last four years. Now, uh, Sarah has, has, has written a book called The Bogga Wagga Series, and that aims to help children face the challenges in their lives including grief mm-hmm. and she has cited um a story uh, that her dad used to used to tell her as given her the title of the book um and all of the stories in it which is dedicated to her father is noodle loses dad um which of course is about her experience yeah. of, of losing of 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 losing her father very, very tragic story. But she has, she's a very positive young woman. And yeah, she's
0: very strong yeah. for someone that age to be Absolutely. Able to yeah, use that experience yeah. to help others, you know.
2: Absolutely. And more than that, any proceeds from the book will go to the Limerick Children's Grief Project.
0: Brilliant.
2: Um, which she says she wants to see funded to help other children. And there are children who lose their, their, their parents in tragic circumstances yeah. all the time. Not always as dramatic as this, but nonetheless um, equally wounding.
0: Yeah. And uh, the book, I'd, I'd imagine, is available in some local bookshops.
2: It is indeed. Yeah. Noodles loses dad is the first uh, story in that in the Bogawaga series, and it'll be available. It was launched in um, in Limerick last week. It'll be available at all Limerick bookshops and obviously uh, probably online. But you can get you can get uh, more information about the book at sarahcorbettlinch dot com.
0: Brilliant. That's one worth checking out and bring to support it as well. Of course. And then uh, in politics news, I, I guess, Bernie, uh, some councillors ah, yes. are in for an 8 More fairy tales. euro <laughs> pay rise. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> councillors are, this, this independent review is suggesting that local councillors should get an 8,000 euro pay rise. Now, we have to understand this is on top of a salary of around seventeen thousand with unvouched vouched expenses of up to two thousand six hundred and seven and vouched expenses of five thousand. The unvouched expenses I think largely refer to them coming to meetings yeah. because they wouldn't all be just council meetings, a lot of them would be members of different SPCs. And some people will be going, What? <laughs> Um, on the, uh, for once, I'm actually kind of on the side of giving these people a pay rise.
0: Well, I think there's two ways to look at that. So it's a part-time job.
2: It's but a part-time job. it probably
0: job. does take up full-time hours.
2: Well, I know a lot of... The hardworking ones, yeah, it does, you know. And you have to remember, too, that while those those councillors who are actually in the public service already get time off for their council meetings and duties, yeah. um, they don't get time off for clinics. They don't get time off for going down to visit Mrs Mack... To see about yeah. the pothole outside her her door. The they don't get time off. Yeah, they don't get time off to and and in fairness, yeah, it is. I I, I very on, only the really lazy ones would put more or less than yeah. thirty or forty hours a week into their job. Yeah. And sure, they won't get re-elected. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just for once, and I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be known for sort of increases in pay for politicians, but um I think the councillors are actually people who deserve it because they do as much work as a TD almost. the four
0: expenses, it works out around €320 per week, I think, which Mm. when you think about it, isn't a lot.
2: It's Mm. not really, no. especially for the amount
0: of work that you just said. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, and it is, you know, and it's, it's a very onerous and responsible job. If you say you're going to do something for somebody, if you have to listen to somebody's woes and get things fixed for them, there's a lot of running in that. Yeah. Um, there's also, like, as I said, attending meetings, making sure that the various interests of their areas are covered, all that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it would be a bad idea to give some a few, Bob. <laughs> and the thing about this is it will get more people involved in politics. Yeah. For instance, we had such a huge influx at the last, not this election, but the one before, with a huge influx of young people coming in. But they were finding they couldn't afford it. Yeah. So actually. this might actually be, you know, a little bit of an incentive. Because it's all very well if you're like, you know, if you're drawing your pension or you've had early retirement and you're a councillor in your 50s or 60s, or even a little bit younger than that with most of your life expenses out of the way, then this is, you know, the the current wage is is more acceptable. But if you're a young person with a mortgage and maybe children, you know, Mm -hmm. um, how much you're actually taking home to put on the table is important. And yeah, I think this will encourage more young people into politics. And Uh, I think that's a great idea, idea.
0: a positive change uh bernie thanks very much for joining us and those stories are much more available in this week's limerick post newspaper thank you keen at LimerickPost.ie. cheers bernie i'm now joined in studio by our arts editor rose rush rose how are you today
3: uh i'm terrific for him, Keane. thank you very you're much for asking thank wrapped you. up
0: really well in the studio here you're a bit cold
3: yeah mm. i'm wearing my Penny's ermine <laughs> feeling posh and luxe and cozy your crib is really cold
0: it is chilly enough um Last week we spoke about the county feature. How did it go?
3: We did. It came and went. Thank God. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. There's Lovely. a ton of our stuff to <laughs> deliver to you about this weekend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's up and it's in this
0: week's Limerick Post newspaper and people can find it in there.
3: Yeah, 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 it's embedded in the centre. That's great. And full thanks, please, to Limerick City and County Council for their input and and cooperation with me. Really appreciated that.
0: So uh, the arts this week, there is a lot on, you just said, and a lot on over the weekend.
3: OK, the easiest way to take a run and jump at at this is just to go into it in chronological order. OK, so opening today, Thursday, December the 5th, we have an annual favourite of mine, twice a year, Limerick Jazz Society, Trolls, um, an end of year jazz party. And this isn't party in the conventional sense because it's a concert. In fact, it's a series of musical songs uh, playing to, to very high end and, and a pacey order. It's led by Ed Hanson, who's a career banker, actually. Also a very good saxophonist who plays with limerick jazz, little big band that can be up to 16 strong or whatever. So he leads um, two terms of workshops annually. And uh, they meet weekly and prove- professional and very good quality amateur musicians and vocalists learn how to play and jam in jazz together. Yeah. So that's the science of the weekly workshop. The end of term showcase is always rewarding. It's always upstairs in Dolan's. It begins tonight at about 7 p.m. With the, sort of the junior members of the faculty get their game on first thereafter. I think you can anticipate maybe five suites of adult groups of musicians playing together all with different sets it's fast it's happening it's fun furthermore Dolan's always put finger food out in the house which is lovely and uh, well-wishers friends family come to along a beautiful candlelit Christmassy decorated Dolan's for this it's, it's a lovely coming together yeah, it should be a good really attractive too, yeah. it's really lovely and then, um, Breezy would like it you can take uh, Pride of Place and a throne on the upstairs mezzanine deck at the back
0: well, if my football's called off tonight, I'll make my way in, Rose. And I'll you report back to you. you such a bloke. <laughs> so uh, a bloke. then we have a, a bit of Tchaikovsky in the ballet.
3: No, we don't. I said no. we're going to go at this in chronological, chronological order. order. Okay. Listen okay. to your nana.
0: I'm very okay. sorry, Rose. So we don't have Tchaikovsky yet, but we will. We will.
3: We, will. we have mm. a launch in a place. You're fond of the People's Museum of Limerick. This is the former number two culture house, former Georgian Beautiful house. Beautiful building. Yeah, yep. overlooking Perry Square there. It's close neighbour Limerick Writers' Centre. It's leading a launch of, um, it's a compendium of poetry. It's called Second Sight. The anthology will be launched by Liz Kelly, director of Mountains to the Sea Book Festival, and she's a cultural producer with Galway 2020 as well. Second Sight, we're told, is edited by award-winning poet Ron Carey. Uh, it's going to make a lovely gift for Christmas, um, it's, it's, you will find within these pages stories and poems that lift the spirits, gentleness, poetic insight, tragedy, joy, loneliness, humour, love of life or simply love itself. Ron is leaving nothing out there, is he?
0: Okay, that's
3: about 8pm tonight and again it's a free gathering, people are very, very welcome to come along and support this. Brilliant okay moving on okay another couple of events three things i think open on they open on friday night okay that's december the 6th folks we begin with the love and honor this comes from south hill community drama group they're staging two nights of this original drama that they've devised themselves uh working with uh dramaturge and um we call her director as well. She's also co writer and divisor of this. She's Karen Fitzgibbon. She leads a lot of community theatre groups around the town. Very nice woman to work with. That's on the bell table, Friday, December 6th, Saturday 7, beginning at 8 pm. Tickets are just seven quid in there. All right. Um, at the Hunt Museum on Friday after work, about 630 30 pm, Huey O'Donoghue, internationally admired artist who's an Irishman. His show of visual art opens there in the gallery. Uh, there's quite a lengthy title to it. It's Time, Tide, and the Memory of the House. And this takes as subject matter abandoned homes situated in the landscape of Mayo. Uh, he looks at these buildings as places of memory, using a semi-abstract style combined with rich expressionist colours and texture. That show will run into January. Brilliant!
0: There's a, it's very varied. Everything that's on, isn't it? We isn't have a bit it? of everything You know, yeah.
3: visual arts, literature, community drama, professional jazz. Can we go to ballet?
0: We can indeed. Yeah, I mm. told you
3: there's lots on, but then it's this very dense month of.
0: Yeah.
3: You know, get your game on before Christmas, before we all go into overeating and hibernating and flus and, and stuff Make sure like you get that. out and
0: enjoy these things before Absolutely. we go into the hibernation. Absolutely. You know? Yeah,
3: yeah, you know, you know, take an espresso at 7pm and get out and about, support exactly. your city, mm-hmm. be with the happy mill in town and in our suburbs. It's that time
0: of year. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. We get our game on and we go and do things. So Lime Tree Theatre. Which hosted the most incredible Chitty Chitty Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. People are still week.
0: talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah folks
3: and if you wondered why you couldn't get a ticket please read the After Dark page at the towards the end of our entertainments and arts listings in the Limerick Post this week. You'll find out why you couldn't get a ticket for Love or Money and why the rest of us were so very happy to be there.
0: And very lucky.
3: Very, and, and such an artistic musical as well, just the costuming, the staging, the lighting, the inventiveness, the comic timing, yeah. the singing was amazing. And then you find your, you know, tipped up over, you know, a 12 strong band of professional musicians led by Michael Leung. and You know, that's part of the beauty. And Judy Judy Bang Bang really does fly. Brilliant. Okay, I'm trying to get my head beyond <laughs> it, into the Swan lake of tears. Now, ballet Ireland is coming to uh, Tree Theatre this Friday the 6th, Saturday 7th at 8pm, part of a 19-strong tour. I'll just give you, there are 22 on stage for this ballet and it's getting plauders throughout the country from, from top national critics who know a great deal more about ballet than, my, than myself. Swan Lake uh, is where the great classic fairy stories are tapestried into one. Now, and this is how I open my story. It's hard to credit that it's 340 years old. And Tchaikovsky wrote this, and I'm telling you, the storyline is gorgeous. Cursed by von Rothbart, the lovely, Serena Odette is doomed to swim in a Lake of Tears with the flotilla of swans, who are women afflicted likewise. By moonlight, she transforms back into the human beauty. Along comes a love affair with the prince, as happens after... Midnight in every woman's life, of course. <laughs> you need is the full moon, apparently. He wants to sweep you off and throw a ball in your favour. And of course, the um, true love is complicated. There are baddies. There's a love rival. Ah, but it's going to be gorgeous stuff. And it's classically costumed.
0: So if you're into music or into dance, the ballet is something that really yeah, interests for everyone. For I men think, and yeah. women,
3: I think, I think men yes. love to look at ballet as Swan well.
0: Lake was the first one I've ever seen, I think.
3: Where did you see
0: that, Cian? It was just a small production down in Watford when I was about 15.
3: Perhaps you're not 14. without education?
0: Perhaps I am and I pretend. <laughs> 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 so... Uh, Oh. <laughs> Is that everything, Rose? That's the arts page. No, no, it's
3: not. It's not. No, we have some no, more jazz. No, 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 we get even more highbrow than ballet and Huey O'Donoghue. <laughs> uh, Irish Chamber Orchestra has its annual Christmas concert. Praise the uh, Lord. It moves to a Friday oh. this year from a Thursday. That means I'm going to get to it. Just a little bit less pressure midweek. We all have sort of worked to get up and run into the next morning. It's not that easy always going out in the month of December, in which traffic is gridlock and the whole lot. So I'm really, really thrilled to say that I'm going to go to their Arias and Advent-themed concert. It's going to be led by Catherine Hunka. Uh, their soloist this year is Robin Twitchler. He's a tenor. He's very, very hard to get. And I have a lovely interview with Charlotte Eglinton, who's working for a long time at the Irish Chamber Orchestra. She's a huge fan of their their content and their progress points as well lots of news about their their christmas concert it's my lead story on arts page 96 and also a big plug i'm not finished with this weekend so bringing you forward seven days into this saturday the 7th in university university concert hall limerick Corps union are giving us the the full Handles Messiah with 120 choristers oh. uh, they have wonderful international class soloists such as Mary O'Sullivan, Colin Prenderville, uh, Limerick's own um, Kevin Neville it's going to be directed by Malcolm Green and there's a 27 strong Limerick Choral Union Orchestra to support the chorister. so all together this will be an epic mass of majesty full oratorio choral works um, it's going to be really lovely brilliant
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, for all your arts news, pick up this week's Limerick Post newspaper, page ninety six. Is it Rose? It's a big
3: yeah, paper
0: this page, week. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, 104 yeah. One hundred and four page paper this then, week. Um, tell me about it. You can get more online at limerickpost.e Rose, yeah. thanks very much for joining us.
3: And listen, for any person out there who's in doubt as to what to give the the bloke or the woman or the child in your life, just give it to
0: Rose instead. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love you sometimes in the pest you are um, look buy a ticket to or a subscription to something arty yeah. such as Edel Cassidy's Anthology the beautiful arts and culture magazine that's a Limerick based award winning production uh, she does five of those in the year uh, google anthology Edel Cassidy publisher you'll find it online you can get a, prescri- um, a subscription there prescription oh. yeah, Dr
0: Rose give them the gift of <laughs>
3: you know befriend the lime tree as a patron be befriend uh, uh, um, UCH befriend mm. Irish Chamber Orchestra buy two tickets to the Love and Honour turn up and support Limerick Jazz buy the book the, the The Gift of Second Sight as I suggest in my banner here there's all sorts of ways you can give novel rewarding experiences through the arts yeah,
0: brilliant Rose thanks very much and have a good weekend Cheers. So that's it for this week's Limerick Post News Roundup. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt. I'd like to thank our arts editor, Rose Rush, for joining us today, journalist Bernie English and head of news, Jerry Collison. For more news, art, sport, entertainment and much, much more, you can visit LimerickPost.ie or you can keep up to date with all Limerick news by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and we really are Keeping Limerick Posted.